0: You're going to be speaking today. Let's just pray, Father God, that you would speak through Christian. Pray, God, that um, we would hear what you are saying to us today. Amen. Nice. Thank you so much. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't get nervous doing talks until about 20 seconds beforehand, and then I can feel my heartbeat here and here, and I process it by getting the microphone and doing this. I can feel my heart slowing down. The only problem is is when someone invites me early, I could feel my legs doing this a little bit, but I'm feeling fine now. My name is Christian. It's Christian with a K, for those of you taking notes. I am... uh, I am... Take notes. It's good stuff. Now, I am married to Pippa. I'm father to Joshua, Jack Courage, the one and only. The one who is uh, disturbing all your worship at the back with his buddy Forrest. Get used to it. That's going to be the story of the next few years of Aaron. Um, we are just happy to be here. We love Little Hampton. Um, our journey's been crazy in terms of uh, all, a bit all over the place. Um, We've been in Manchester, came down here, we're going to go to Brighton. Couldn't ever quite get the feeling that God said, yes, go to Brighton. And we know exactly why now, because here's great. Um, Today we are talking about history makers and history making. Um, But when I started my talk last time, I spoke very briefly um, just about the journey which had been going on. And a few people came up to me afterwards and said, thank you so much. Keep being honest with us. Keep talking to us about that journey. I'll give you one insight into um, where things are at at the moment. And that is, is that God keeps breaking me about stuff. I'm not enjoying it, but I am. Um, I, I have spent some time... I read a business uh, author called Tim Ferriss, and he loves reading about um, stoicism and kind of stoic philosophers like, there is good, there is bad, you are consistent in the middle. And I'm like, yes, yeah, stress can happen to me, it's fine, I can be consistent because I can. Rawr. Sad things can happen, good things can happen, I'm consistent. And I just keep getting broken about stuff. Before this last few months... The last time I cried was watching Marley and Me. Who's ever seen Marley and Me? You didn't cry at that. You're a monster. You need prayer. Um, In part because uh, our dog ate uh, 90 raisins the other day. Uh, Apparently two is bad. It can shut down their organs. Um, And Pippa took her to the vet and just said, have you ever watched Marley and Me? I live it. Um, But that's like the last time I cried. I try and keep, I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. And it just keeps happening to me. I just keep getting broken for stuff. I went to Chichester Cathedral the other day and uh, I went to. Um, I was sent by Pippa. She said, just go and sit. Just go and sit, chill, and see what God's saying to you. And uh, I walked in and this. You know when someone just has a kind face? This guy, I don't know how old he was. He's probably in his 70s and he was wearing robes. Now, I'm partial to some elaborate dressing. So, robes, that was a big tick. And I said, can I come in and just sit? And he said, oh you've come to the right place. I went, don't you be nice to me. Don't you do it. And he just went, just go in, find some space. And I walked in and I walked down the aisle and I was like, oh no. I could feel myself crying. I didn't know why. No idea. No idea why. Then I went over to the left-hand side and I looked at a, uh, there's a statue of Jesus on the cross with two saints next to him. Firstly, I was ultimately confused. because I was like, there's someone sitting at the right and the left of him. Didn't the Bible say, don't worry about that? I got confused there. And they just had this thing of like, shut down. And I was like, Jesus, I feel like I barely know you. I look at you as a role model for how to live life. But if I truly, truly grasp that ginormous thing that changed when you died on that cross and beat death forever, I feel like I might be slightly different. That's where I'm at right now. And that's going to be a little bit about what we talk about today. Not that journey, but Jesus, because Jesus is great. To flip up the tempo a bit, I used to be in a delirious cover band. Um, It was an accidental delirious cover band, um, because I was born in 1985. You were born between 1985 and 1995. Likely, you were in a delirious cover band. You'll pretend you're your own band, but essentially, you were a delirious cover band. We tried to write our own songs. Poor. Just Ooh, key of G, two chords, Christian cliches, and close your eyes. That was kind of our vibe. So we just copied delirious songs. And my favourite was History Maker. I love that one. Why? Because I played bass. And that's got a nice bassy intro. Step up the bass player, foot on the monitor, and you play that riff. And then you back out again. But I loved playing that song. And I used to think about those lyrics quite a lot. Um, And... 17-year-old Christian was convinced that to be a history maker meant a certain thing. It meant that you were either in a famous band, you ran a famous church, you wrote a famous book, or you were a famous speaker. Famous was the key, because 17-year-old Christian was a moron. Um, And... (laughs) And I slowly but surely got away from that. I was like, that's, that's not the thing. And if you take nothing else from this talk, if you do not listen to the rest of my ramblings, take this. Every single one of us is a history maker. And I don't mean that in the sense that it might be like Ryan's quiz in 50 years' time where they're saying, A or B, did they do this or did they do this? But what I'm saying is, is that to be a history maker is to be alive and to be doing things. In Littlehampton, in the UK, in this world today, you are defining history. This is not a passive thing. This is a thing where we... Go with it. This is not a river ride where you lay back and you wait for the current to take you. This is a river ride where the current is trying to take you somewhere, and you're saying, God wants me over there, and I'm going to swim as hard as I can to get that. Being a history maker is not a passive thing, it is a very active thing. We are called to define the story, define the story that God is trying to release and unleash on this community. He's saying you are so much more. He's saying you are so loved. He's saying you are so cherished. He's saying there is a brand new way for you to do the entirety of life. And I've got a group of people who I'm revealing that message to. How? In prayer, in worship, in coming together on Sunday, coming together throughout the week and saying, God, who would you have us be? I say that sentence pretty much in every talk I I do. God, who would you have us be? As we start to look at what it means to be a history maker and to... To create and define history, let's keep ourselves there. God, who would you have us be? One of the things which I was struck by this morning, first and foremost, Ryan, nice job this morning. 19-year-old Ryan destroyed 17-year-old Christian's first talk. Nicely (laughs) done, 1-0 to you. The quiz was a delight, the content was a delight. If you didn't hear it, get the podcast. It did so great. Um, But I was looking at those people and... I was talking to Pippa this afternoon and I said, I said, oh, you know, sometimes people just don't know they're part of making history. It's like, it just happens. It's just there. And she's like, um... And I was like, ah, I got it wrong. Let's think. How did I get that one wrong? Ah, wait. Look back at that quiz. Those people were so intentional. They experimented. They tried things out. They made mistakes. There was one about the uh, creation of the wetsuit. Actually, the first neoprene wetsuit was created by Jack O'Neill of O'Neill T-shirt and Surfwear fame. He uh, actually lost an eye uh, because he also tried to create the surfboard leash and he made it too flexible. It broke off the surfboard and took out his eye. He looked like a pirate for the rest of his life. Absolute legend. But he iterated. He said, there's a picture you can Google, and uh, it's Jack O'Neill. He's got his ginormous beard. He looks like a pirate. He hadn't lost his eye at that point. And he looked like the Michelin Man. His wetsuit was just full. It was absolutely full. And uh, not that I want us to be thinking about what does it mean for our wetsuit to be full, because some of you will think that people pee in wetsuits, don't do it, don't do it, they uh, don't clean well. But what does it mean for us to have those pictures, those snapshots, to look back and say, what was God saying to us then? Oh man, do you remember when we did this? That's fantastic, that we can look back, have those snapshots, but we can always have one eye forward saying, what would you have us do, where are we moving to? What does it mean to be a history maker? What is a history maker? I've spoken a little bit about it. The very beginning of Matthew, it says, the most understated sentence, she will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. As we start to look, as I said, at what it means to be a history maker and history making, let's not lose sight of that, that whilst we are steering and guiding history In God's story, that moment changed the course of humanity and history forever. And we still live in the light of that today. If I was going to say three things which I would love. I'm not going to say what it means for us right now to be a history maker. I'm not going to lay out a plan. That would be silly because I'm only one voice. But what I would say is that I would love for us to have these stamps on us. Worshipping, strategic thinking, and dreaming. Worshipping is amazing. That changes something about the atmosphere here, changes something about us. And in that, we can hear God. I say strategic. Some people won't like that. If you don't like it and you miss my name, my name's John Jolly. Do drop me an email on the uh, (laughs) church address. I'd love to talk about it. Strategic is a word that can be frightening because it sounds calculating, and it sounds um, it can sound businessy. It can sound a bit like, oh, you know, you're trying to guide and shape something. And actually, that's so good. That's so good for us to wrestle with what it means to be our own community church, be intentional, and plan what we want to do, reshape it, and be moving with it constantly. Thank you so much, Forrest. <laughs> and to be dreamers. <laughs> We're going to come on to something in a minute, but I want us to be known as a group of people where sometimes we say things and people are like, that's mental, that's never going to happen. And you know why? Because we serve a great big God, a ginormous God, creator and sustainer of this world that we live in, of the universe that we think we know and all the galaxies and everything else that we don't see and know nothing about, sustaining all of that. That's a great big God who says, will you dream big with me? Take a second to think now. If you were to say, for Littlehampton, slash Rustington, slash Angmering, slash East Preston, slash wherever you're from, what would be the big dream? What would be the biggest thing you could think of? Don't say it out loud unless you're Forrest because you're cute. Um, But just keep it in your head. What's the biggest thing you can think of? Some people find that really easy, and some people find that so, so challenging, because there will always be that grounded realist in you, and that's fantastic as well, and bringing those details and being part of the group and saying, ah, but what about this? We need to think about this detail, this detail, but just allowing yourself to dream and say, God, what would you have our dreams be? When I say strategic, um, I'm not talking about uh, removing the miraculous from things. I'm not talking about um, having it so that we plan everything and it's all done. I'm talking about the balance between believing in miracles and hustling. When I was uh, 17, you know, more on 17-year-old Christian, we used to put on skate events um, for all the kids who smoked too much weed and just wanted to skate. So we'd put on skate events and be like, hey, this is, this is us. We're not going to tell you anything about Jesus. We're just going to show you that... We're a bit different, and if you want to talk to us, great stuff. We did loads of those. And what you find when you're a teenager, I found when I was a teenager, is that you suddenly uh, you see other people's personalities. You get the people who are just like, head down, just charging. Like, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. The next thing is this. The plan is this, the plan is this. Then you get your absolute dreamers. And we had one of those who was heading everything up. We arrived at 8 a.m. at the skate park. We were ready to set up. And he was sat there. No joke, cross-legged, eyes shut, in the middle of the skate park. First and foremost, if you want to look mental, do that. Second, we were like, mate, where's the stuff? And he was like, don't worry about it. If God wants this set up, he can do it. (laughs) Now, I try and be respectful of leadership. So in my head, I I could feel myself going, what's the nicest way I could put this? And my friend, I won't say who it was because some of you know him very well, he's less filtered than me. And he went, There's no way you're that stupid. And he said, God also gave us the planning meeting a fortnight ago where we said we'd start at eight and start setting things out. By which point, I'd come up with my perfect dance, which was Look, guys, we can still all be friends after this. We'd found our roles in the team, we had our dreamer, we had our hustler. And you had me, who was just trying to make everybody friends and try and make things not awkward. But what I'm not saying is is that there's no place for the miraculous in our planning. There absolutely, absolutely is. There is one thing that I wanted to cover this evening, just as we set up this series, and it's this as we launch into the future and looking forward and dreaming big and saying, God, what would you have us be? Who would you have us be? What do you want to do in this community? There is always the temptation to look backwards and to stay looking backwards. For me, launching into the future is so much easier when you look at the past through God's redeemed eyes. and you don't keep looking backwards, and you use it as that platform to build, it's a journey. and I'm not saying it's an easy thing, but what I am saying is that it's a worthy journey to look back and say, God, that happened in my life. That was the thing which is holding me back from looking into the future. I think one of the things that this community is so amazing at is um, getting alongside everybody and loving them and journeying with them. Find people who you trust, who you can journey with, who can pray with you, who can start to help you see that the past doesn't need to be the thing which shackles you to not enjoying and living in that big dream, in that future. As we look forward, I would ask you to look with no limits, to dream big, dream the great big dreams. One of the things that I get... One of the things that I get really, really excited about is that there would be no kids in West Sussex who ever have to skip a meal. Ever. I hate the idea. I, I, like It burns something in me that there would be kids going into school thinking, man, I'm hungry. Or thinking, when I get home, what on earth am I going to eat? It's a really practical one. The other things that get me when someone sees uh, a a lifestyle, a life um, choice presented to them and they accept that as their thing. They're like, well, it's always been, so it will always be. This is my path. What is God saying to Little Hampton? When I say Little Hampton, I mean everywhere. I just can't bother to list everything again. What is God saying to Little Hampton? Do you know what I think God's saying? God's saying, I know you. God is saying, I love you. God is saying, I chose you. God is saying, there is a great big destiny for each of you to walk in. In a sec, what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And there's three particular areas I'd like to pray in, if that's all right. First one is this: the people who still feel like the past is holding them back—that it's not history making, it's history that's happened. For those of you that need to feel that is cut off, and you can go and refresh and restart. For those who can't see the future, for those who just feel like it's not a looking back thing—it's just a, I don't know how to dream. And then the final one is for those who are ready for that vision, who are ready for that dream, who are ready to dream big. What does it mean to be a history maker? For me? It means that every single day we wake up and we say, God, who are you? Who am I? Let's go get it. Let's see this town change. Let's see this county change. Let's see no more hungry kids. Let's see families reunited. Let's see, I always give newspaper examples, but let's see The Guardian not be able to explain what on earth happened in West Sussex. Let people try to intellectually explain the just sheer blessing of God. And let the wrestling with that on an intellectual level lead them gradually, slowly but surely into the arms of their loving father. Let them go out from here. Let them go back to London. Let them go back to Manchester. Let us not see a pocket of revival. Let us see it grow and grow and grow and grow. This week I've been reading a book by Pope Francis, which is about studying the Lord's Prayer, or you know, dwelling on it. Your kingdom come on earth, as in heaven. To see the brand new thing. To see Jesus truly lifted up. If you're able to, would you mind standing for me? areas to pray. For those who feel like the past is holding them back somehow, feel like it's not a platform to launch from, feel like it's something they are just directly tied to. They are stuck. For those who just can't see what the future could be. For God to empower you to dream big. and for those who are so ready to hear the vision for those who are just saying God what do you want to reveal in a sec the band are going to play let's just ask now let's pray Jesus, thank you that you are the ultimate example of a history maker. There's nothing passive or unintentional about your journey and your life. You are amazing. Pray, Jesus, that we would live in the light of that every single day, that we are changed, that the past no longer has to hold us back, that that can be redeemed, that we can go on a journey with you, that that can be seen with brand new eyes. I pray, Jesus, that you would release something special now by your Holy Spirit that people would begin to feel that I'm not saying it will be a change that's done tonight but they would begin to feel that release for the people who are just stuck who can't see past tomorrow that I pray that you'd open their eyes to dream huge Lord that every time they open the Bible they would just see examples of people who who saw amazing things who chased after you History made, And Jesus, for those people who are ready for the vision, who are just crying out for it, saying, God, what are you saying? God, I pray that you would not only reveal that dream, but you would reveal the strategic element as well. How to start praying about that, who to start talking with, what we can do to be so practical about seeing your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Bless us, and let as we sing, let it be an absolute blessing to you. You're amazing. We love you, and we trust you. In your name, Jesus. Amen.